Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hello and welcome to the September 2019 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club. Coming to you from Sydney, Australia, my name is Damien Marucci. I'm here with Dr. Shivani Agrawala, and we are talking about gluteal implant-associated anaplastic large cell lymphoma by Drs. Mendes in Al from San Paulo, Brazil. This was published in the September 2019 PRS. So can you tell me, Shivani, what was this case report about in a nutshell? So this was a case report of a 63-year-old female who presented with an effusion um, associated with her gluteal implants that had been placed nine years prior. Um, And in a nutshell, this is about uh, ALCL in a textured implant that was not associated with the breast. So it's well known that um, anaplastic large cell lymphoma can be associated with textured breast implants. So from my understanding, this is the first case report in the literature of an implant, which was also textured, but which was not a breast implant. In this case, it was a gluteal implant. The uh, implant following its placement uh, suffered an infectious complication associated with an intramuscular injection. Um, The wound was debrided, but um, the capsule was not removed as they were hoping to uh, replace the implant at another time. That's correct. And it was only at the second lot of surgery where there was a recurrence seroma um, that um, tissue was sent for histopathology and the diagnosis of anaplastic large cell uh, lymphoma was made. What did you think was the take-home message from this case report? What, what did you get out of it? So I think the take-home message from this case report is firstly... In recent times, the breast breast implant-associated ALCL has gained a lot of um, attention from plastic surgeons and the media, and this case really highlights that it may not be isolated to breast implants, that textured implants elsewhere in the body can also develop anaplastic large cell lymphoma. I think it also shows that as plastic surgeons with these patients presenting to us, we need to maintain a high level of suspicion. Um, So any patients who present late, who have had a textured implant, um, be it anywhere, the breast or gluteal region or other regions, um, they need to be worked up with ALCL in the back of our minds. So any patient who has, well, you could even extrapolate, even though anaplastic large cell lymphoma to date has only been associated with textured implants. If a patient does present with a seroma, with any form of device, that I think we are mandated uh, as surgeons to certainly send the serology to uh, ensure that there are no signs of uh, CD30, CD4 uh, positive cells and um, taking at least a sample of the capsule, if not performing a capsulotomy, uh, to get formal histopathology to ensure that there is no anaplastic large cell lymphoma associated with a particular prosthesis. Um, Of interest, this um, study does confirm a number of things that we already know about breast implant associated anaplastic large cell lymphoma, in the sense that this particular type of implant was a polyurethane implant and it was textured. And both of those characteristics um, uh, those, both of those particular characteristics associated with a much higher 
incidence of anaplastic large cell lymphoma than uh, non-polyurethane implants, so the uh, so-called micro or nanotextured implants, um, and obviously smooth implants. Correct. Yeah, I agree with that. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, no, I think this was a really interesting case report. And as you said, I think it just means that we need to keep a high level of suspicion when these patients present to us. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.